be comfortable in the classroom, sending obituaries to the mayor of Iowa, creating tombstones in Wisconsin, passing around uh, comic strips of teachers dying in Indiana. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Great to be with you on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio, the Secretary of Education, joins us right now, Betsy DeVos. Uh, it is good to have you here, Secretary DeVos. Let's start with with the basic conversation, then let's move into some of the uh, uh, of the deep. It was you and President Trump in the kids' first event uh, at the White House. So this was parents, this was students, uh, educators, everyone talking about going back to school. Of course, these people do believe in going back to school. That said, where is the pushback you're feeling about putting kids back in school? And what is your take on virtual learning versus hybrid versus all in? Well, good morning, Tony. Um, President Trump and I and the administration really believe that kids need to be able to get back to school. And for uh, almost all kids, that's the right answer. You know, I'm sure there's a small percentage of kids for whom learning remotely is, uh, is the best environment for them. But we know that a lot of kids are just longing to get back into the classroom, back with their peers, with their teachers. Um, this is important for their whole health, their mental well-being, their social-emotional growth, and importantly, their academic growth as well. And so, you know, we're seeing in too many places that kids and their parents are being held captive to others' fears and agendas. And uh, it's not right. It's not good for any of them. And we have got to continue to urge and encourage parents to speak up and to uh, and, and our position is parents need to be empowered to make the right decision for their children. And if schools aren't going to open, the money should follow those kids. So now now we're getting into it kind of interesting. But but before we get to where the money goes and the, some of the lawsuits about the money, things like that, uh, you seem to be OK with virtual learning what you don't seem to be okay with are people who think that you shouldn't be allowed to open at all so who are the people in your view who are saying you shouldn't be allowed to open at all what is your response to them and then tell me why you're okay with straight virtual learning well first of all the teachers unions clearly have an agenda that is not centered and focused on kids it is, uh, it, it is to uh, defund police, it's to have universal health care, it's to stop and turn back charter schools, it's to kill the D.C. Uh, Opportunity Scholarship Program, uh, just to name a few of the demands that they've made in different locations across the country. Their agenda is not focused on doing what's right for kids. We know for most kids getting back in person, learning full-time is the right answer. And for those kids for whom distance learning works well and for whose parent, you know, if their parents are uh, concerned because of, uh, you know, some condition with the child or a, a family situation, uh, that should be an option too. But it needs to be full-time, robust instruction, not some of the, uh, you know, not some of the solutions that we've been hearing about, which are, you know, part-time, a couple of hours a day here, uh, you know, three or four days a week or two days a week. Uh, kids are falling behind as we speak, and we're continuing to, uh, you know, I, I, heard, I heard a quote from someone who said, 
it's okay if all students in the U.S. can't attend school for several months or even a semester or a year because we'll all be falling behind together. That is an unacceptable position. Uh, kids around the world are not falling behind. Other countries have resumed their education for their students, and America is going to fall behind, fall further behind, and we've already been in a position uh, in not, not competitive with many of our other counterparts in the world. Talking to Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. So when you say the money should follow the children while you're fine with virtual learning, if you say the money should follow the children, you're making the argument that it's very okay and you're supportive of parents saying, you know what, we're going to homeschool or we're going to put you in another type of, of education setting. And absolutely money does it should not go to the school that fails to open properly. It should go with you. What is the education department's argument on making that happen? Well, we are urging Congress to take action on this, and there is a bill before, before Congress uh, introduced by Senator Tim Scott, which would introduce the option, the school choice now, the bill is called, and it would empower parents, particularly parents that don't have the means to make that decision today. We know there are families that are able to afford to make an alternate decision, uh, but there's a lot of families that are not. Those parents need to have the same kind of power to be able to make the right decision for their children. And we, you know, President Trump and I believe parents should be in charge of their kids' education. Is that alternate decision, ma'am, is that a charter school? Is that a private school? Is that a religious school? Is that homeschool? It's, uh, it's all of those and, and, and more. It's whatever is the right environment for the child. You know, we're hearing a lot of conversation about families who are uh, getting together with uh, a few other families right now and starting little micro schools and, um, and, you know, a hybrid homeschooling kind of an approach. All of those are great alternatives and great options. But all families should have the resources to be able to make those decisions and make those choices for their children if that's the right decision for each of them. Now, you've uh... and that's accomplished. And, and just to just bring it back around, that's accomplished by uh, uh, um, introducing and empowering them with school choice. Look, I, I'm down with school choice. I'm, I'm a huge uh, believer. I'm a fan of, of Robert Enloe and, and Ed Choice. Uh, but in this conversation, it, it, the, the, the teacher side, the, the teacher's union side, I'll say, will say, you see, this is just proof positive that Secretary Betsy DeVos is anti-public education. As the Washington Post reported in July of 2020, you're telling public school districts they have to open fully for the 2021 school year, or you might withhold federal funds. There are lost Lawsuits from the NAACP, lawsuits from the state of Michigan, the Michigan Attorney General, Dana Nessel, uh, amongst others, being joined by California AG Javier Becerra. Can you withhold money from school districts? What we are for is making sure that every child has the opportunity to go back to school full-time, in-person, if that's the right choice for that family. This needs to fo- these decisions need to be focused on doing the right thing for kids. 
and uh, all too many places are not focusing on what's right for children. It's focused on others' agendas. As I mentioned, the, the teachers' unions have been very clear with their agendas. They are making demands that are not focused on what is right for kids. And, I, I, you know, I, I just want to say a word about teachers here as well. We support teachers in every way possible. Teachers are the most important part of the equation, and we want teachers to be safe and and healthy. And uh, you know, at the event last week at the White House, we had a number of educators, all of whom were eager to get back to school, could not wait to get back together with their students. And uh, at least one of them was in a district that said they're not going to reopen in person. Uh, one of them was a special education teacher. Well, we know that kids, kids with disabilities, most of them have got to be in person with their instructors. And most of them are, are you know, I, I've heard from parents with children, with children with disabilities who are saying their children are just struggling and they are, they are uh, you know, withering away because they need to have that interaction. They need to have those therapies. They need to be in person with their teachers. I'm going to maybe get a little more personal just for a moment. Uh, work personal, not personal. Personal. Talking to Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos. It was NBC News that wrote the following headline. Betsy DeVos publicly absent as critical decisions are made on public school reopenings. Um, man, do they love punching you directly in the face, ma'am. There has not been a time in the past three years that news media doesn't enjoy going after you as somebody who doesn't come through a traditional uh, education system, doesn't have the education uh, background, um, and it, it was viciousness, and then it went silent, and now we're, we're back to it. Uh, is the response to your theories uh, of how we should engage schooling and school choice personal or professional when you see these um, kinds of headlines from news outlets? Well, Tony, I've gotten used to the attacks, and the reality is that because I am solely focused on doing what's right for students, it gets in the way of the agenda, of particularly of the teachers' unions. And I will take a second seat to no one in, uh, in how I have been engaged in these last number of months, uh, visiting uh, six or seven states in the last several weeks, um, I have spoken with many, many governors, all of the state school chiefs, most of them more, multiple times. We've hosted all kinds of virtual conferences and, uh, and uh, you know, webinars to help encourage those and highlight where things were working really well in the spring, to urge and encourage thinking creatively about how we're going to address needs for kids. And so, uh, you know, I, I continue to be solely focused on advocating on behalf of all kids and their futures. And I'm so concerned about kids today, particularly from families whose parents don't have the means to make the decisions and choices that others do. We need to empower all families and all parents to make the choices for their kids' education that, that are right for them and they have kids have got to be continue got to be able to continue learning in a full-time and robust way whatever the uh, environment is whether it's a distance learning thing whether it's a micro school or a pod or a homeschooling or online virtual learning all kids or in 
and ideally for many of them in person, in a classroom, with their teachers and with their peers. And those are the things we should be focused on. This Let's should not be an issue that we are divided on as a country. Our future lies in the in, is represented in these kids and their lives, and we have got to continue to help make sure they continue to develop and learn. Well, let's turn this the other way. The same, you know, NBC News piece being publicly absent as critical decisions are made on public school reopenings. Should the Department of Education be in the decision-making business for what municipalities all across the country do? Shouldn't it be up to those local school boards to make the call? Absolutely. These are local decisions uh, best made at the most local level, actually at the family level best made. Uh, and, it, you know, the Department of Education is, does not represent a national school board. Uh, what happens in the state of Alaska and those communities is very different than what happens in the state of Florida. And every community, every school, every uh, region has got to make the decisions for their students based on current data and information and be able to be, frankly, to be able to be flexible and nimble. And if there's one thing that I think the last several months has shown us is that K-12 education in this country has not been flexible, nimble, agile, ready to respond, ready to um, adjust, and proactively thinking about how we're going to serve students, all students, in the best way possible. Which is why you want to have the money go with the student. This is why you're getting sued by Michigan, adding in California there. I, w- I do want to go back to that and make sure I get the yes or no. Is it the, ta- is it the take of the Department of Education that they can stop the money going to public education and move it to where the student is going? Is that your take? Is that the view of the Department of Education? We are working with Congress. Congress has the, has the power of the purse. But we are looking at ways that we can continue to urge schools and and, uh, education leaders to do the right thing on behalf of all students. And we will continue to advocate for students and for their families. And uh, President Trump and I know that the best place and the best way for kids to continue to develop, for most of them, it's being in person with their peers and with their teachers but we have got to ensure that families are in are, are in charge of decision making for their kids' education. Will you physically move the money we, without without any court direction? Will you physically move the money starting today, or or have you already to where the student is going versus the school they're supposed to quote unquote go to? That is a, that is an issue that Congress has got to uh, vote to allow to happen. Uh, I will just say that the CARES Act that was passed uh, previously, earlier this year, uh, contained over $13 billion for K-12 education. As of late last week, um, only 4% of that money had actually been drawn down or utilized. There are resources there for schools to use to ensure that they can reopen safely, that they can take the measures that they need to take to serve their students. And I'm urging and encouraging all education leaders to get serious about doing just that. Secretary Betsy DeVos, I I went over my, my time with you, but it was worth it, a pleasure, and I look forward to speaking with you again. Tony, great speaking with you. Have a great day. You take care. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz.